0: Hello, hello. Welcome back. You are listening to Creatrix Culture, and I'm your host, Sarah Lottie. Thank you for tuning in today. I just got some really sad news the other day, and I'm not really sure how to feel about it. A new friend of mine just passed away very unexpectedly. You know, I talked about in the Prince episode that prior coming into this incarnation on earth we make contracts and the one I briefly spoke about in that episode was the contract of when we are going to depart and how and what that whole process looks like and um, we also make contracts with different souls and lessons we want to learn and karmas we need to balance out. I'm going to do an episode about that soon because it's all very interesting but even though it's like i know about the contracts and i understand now on a deeper level of contracts in general and um soul contracts and life contracts i'm talking about it doesn't really make it easier when you have to deal with someone's death like yeah I, i know like things change and they just evolve and they just take new form but That experience that you've had with them as a living being is no longer. And that's what I think, like, trips up our mind the most, you know, is that we cannot physically see, hear, interact with that person anymore. If we open ourselves up, we might be able to, you know, talk to them through spirit and contact them that way. But just in the everyday on this plane, in this 3D realm we live in, So I want to dedicate this episode to Luke, as he was a fan of my podcast. And actually, he was a regular that came into my work, and I didn't really start building a sort of relationship with him, um, probably in, like, October, November of last year, 2019. And, um... I waited on him a couple times, and we just thought each other were hilarious. And he one day asked if I wanted to, they wanted to uh, invite me to their house for dinner parties and wanted to take me to dinner just to get to know me better. And uh, Luke really wanted to, like, pick my brain about spiritual things. We exchanged phone numbers sometime around Christmas because we were trying to get something set up to go to dinner and everyone got busy and out of town and everything so it wasn't until actually covid hit and the restaurant got shut down and everyone got pulled apart i got a text from him just asking me how i was doing then we decided we would social distancing walk myself and him and his friend david and they lived in a house or they yeah they did they do live in a house up up in the hollywood hills and through these walks we all got to know each other a little bit more and i walked with them once a week but it was very it's been a very slow process to all of us really figuring out who everyone is but with a layer of like spirituality and what's interesting too is i hadn't seen them for like a week and i was walking down the street and i wasn't going on a normal route I would go or I was not on the, a side of the street that I would normally walk down and all of a sudden this white Range Rover comes like pulling up in front of me and I was like what is going on and then like I see hands waving out the window and it was them and they were just going for a drive and it was just like divine timing of running into them because they'd been busy and I think we had to cancel our walk so the last time I saw Luke was about two weeks ago David wasn't feeling well, so he didn't come on the walk. And my dog and Luke and I walked our normal route through the hills. And we stopped at this one overlook part, and I was taking a video with my camera at the phone. And he was very adamant about taking my picture. I thought it was kind of funny because I was like, okay. And he whips out his phone. He's like, okay, you stand here. You guys stand over here. And he snaps a few pictures and he's like okay come over here and stand over here and snaps a few pictures and then later that night he sent them to me and what's really interesting is in the top left corner is a spirit like f- flying above us and you can see it moving across and it's iridescent and it's beautiful and i think i'm going to use it as this um episode's episode art so if you have a you think through i don't can you see the episode art through like itunes or whatever i don't know i know through anchor.fm like you can see all the episodes with the episode art and when i post them i can post them with the episode art but i'll post it anyway so you can see the the spirit flying um so then the next week we were supposed to walk on a sunday and then he said david wasn't feeling well again if they could reschedule i said i was busy on monday but I could do Tuesday, and then Luke texted me and said he wasn't feeling very well on Tuesday and that he would be in touch with me later in the week, and he's a very busy commercial producer, so we've had to reschedule a lot due to his job, and come Friday, I realized I'm like, I haven't heard from them, but I figured they would just reach out when they were free, And then I was at my girlfriend's house on Saturday, this past Saturday, and we were actually playing with tarot cards, and my phone's ringing, and I look at it, and I don't recognize the full name on the caller ID, so I let it go to voicemail, because I never answer my phone if I don't know exactly who it is. And then I see I also have a text saying, hi, Sarah, it's David, can you please call me? And right then I knew what he was going to tell me, because David and I have never been in contact over the phone before and being that I hadn't heard from Luke I knew right then that he was no longer on earth isn't it interesting how you always know those phone calls like what they're gonna say it's like the energy is different between whatever's like coming from whatever in the ether of like you know they're still alive in a hospital somewhere compared to they no longer walk this plane you know what's just interesting to me about this connection is like i i had this like thought of like why we we just started a friendship we didn't get to i don't know it's just it's a weird concept to meet someone and know them so briefly and just beginning to start to peel off the layers of who everybody is and what makes them tick and what are they passionate about and what is their past and what do they even really do in their lives what do they even really think what do they even really feel and then they're just gone maybe it's something all to be continued about if i'm revealed more of the potency of this very quick connection and interaction yeah so anyway this episode is dedicated to him The other night, I got woke up at—woke? Woken? Woke. Got woken up? Yeah. I got woken up at, like—what did my notes say? It was 5.45 in the morning, and my spirit guides woke me up, as they do. Sometimes I stay up, and I'll be honest, sometimes I just go back to bed. (laughs) I figured they could tell me in the morning. Uh, For those that you don't know, 444 is— angel time it's the time of the angels and the other night i woke up and i looked over and it was four 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 on the clock and i was just like hi angels and then i literally just passed back out (laughs) like if you had a message for me you needed to give it to me in like two seconds because i was back out like completely i laughed about it when i woke up but this particular morning um was actually april 25th that they woke me up it was a friday And they had a huge message for me. I wrote, like, um, two and a half pages in my notebook. And it was really profound, actually. And what's interesting is, if we rewind back to the second episode, is Naomi and I dig into shadow self. And when I was doing my live workshops, that's what the first workshop's theme was about. And... A lot happened, you know, with shadows coming up. And since then, I feel like I've just gone on so many other paths and teachings and discoveries and healing in myself and expanding and growing and all over the map, um, especially through this uh, quarantine that I kind of forgot about shadow work. And so they wake me up and they wanted to talk to me about rebellion and what is It truly to be a rebel and to look at my own rebellion and to do the shadow work about it so for much of my life well, for all of my life I've rebelled for much of my life I probably looked at myself a little bit negatively because I'm such a rebellious spirit and I've looked at that as being a bad trait within myself and in some cases yes that's true To rebel just to rebel is basically very immature, but there's actually a good side to rebellion. And yes, my teenager years, I just needed to rebel just for the sake of rebelling and with no cause, just to, you know, a big fuck you to everyone type of thing. And then what they showed me is that the part of me where rebellion is an attribute is that I'm a seeker. And I've always been a seeker. I'm a seeker of truth. I'm a seeker of knowledge. I'm a seeker beyond the story that is told to us. In the first episode, I talk about my thoughts on religion or of how I didn't believe my religion, and I beat myself up for that for a long time. And I've never liked the government. I've never liked the news. There's so many things that I've essentially rebelled against, but had no inner knowledge of why... I was so against these things. It was more of like this intuitive force within me. And many things that have been told to me throughout my life in many different subjects, I have taken it at face value and then turned and have done my due diligence in learning different angles and studying different angles and be open to seeing things from a different perspective and then drawing my own conclusion. And I never really looked at that as a form of rebellion, but it is. Because I'm not just blindly, like, following the narrative that has been laid out for us. I've, before I even really knew I was working off of my intuition, anything that was told to me, I have let it pass through my barometer and compass in my body and have knew when there was something I needed to look into deeper, if it resonated with me in a certain way and hit certain my parts of my body in a certain way, and then I knew there was something deeper to what was being shared. There's some things that have came across my path recently that I may have believed a different narrative for a while but it never struck me deep enough to look at a different narrative. I think that so many things all have a place in time. And we're just bouncing around gathering information. And we're going to go learn about something over here and then over there. Then it all just kind of starts like forming together. So I think on the government sense, I've been very out of tune with the actual workings of what's really going on. But I also didn't believe their narrative. Um, So I've always been rebelling against something. I didn't know why I was rebelling against it. And now I understand the rebellion. What's interesting is when, you know, they do censorships, especially on social media now and YouTube and stuff, is the rebellion is to seek out these other ways of seeing things. And they censor them because... They don't want you to think differently or open up your mind. It's not to say that you're going to believe all of them either. I don't think anything, I think everything has some truth in it. And I don't think everything's 100% true all the time that we see or hear or what we're being fed. But to really understand what you're being fed is to travel down the other roads that everyone just tells you no, just tells you, oh, that's bad, but they don't really know why. And especially the ones where the powers that be are so quick to shun and push down. Those are where your nuggets lie. Those are where a lot of truth lies. Those are where you want to look down them. And sometimes it's not pretty. Just like shadow work, sometimes it sucks to learn some things. Sometimes it sucks to wake up. Sometimes it sucks to open your eyes and see the real shit. But rebellion isn't always fighting. Rebellion isn't always just about to go against the grain, to go against the grain, or that's who you are, that's who you've labeled yourself. Rebellion is about knowledge. Rebellion is about seeking. Rebellion is about finding the greater truth. For yourself, it could just be a personal thing. For the world, for your immediate family or friendship groups. It's like when you were young and they would say like, you know, don't do drugs because they're bad. And you're like, well, why? And they're like, just because. Most drugs are. I wouldn't recommend them. But I would have to say in like not the over usage or abusing of drugs, I I would kind of take back. But like the initial of like taking mushrooms or acid or even just the first initial times of like smoking weed and opening up your mind and opening up your mind to a different perspective was kind of the Seed that was planted. So I see a different perspective here. Now, in our normal life, where can I seek out a different perspective? If something doesn't feel right to you deep down, deep in your heart, and you just know it's off, you don't have to believe it. And you can find a different perspective. And if that one doesn't feel right to you either, then find a different perspective. Find the perspective that aligns with your truth, that aligns with your being, that aligns with what your beliefs are. Don't just blindly agree or adopt something because someone told you to, because they say that this is the way it is. What's so interesting is that with so many like great artists and philosophers and way pavers, visionaries, you know, during their time of being alive, people just squash them and they're crazy and they don't know what they're talking about. And they're the devil and they're, you know, and then it shows out over the timeline that they actually were right. And they were, you know, paving a new way and they were heightening our vibration and helping us evolve. But they're so condemned along their path, but their rebellion to stick to their path, is what, even though it was going against the grain, sometimes with some of them against every single person, but they knew in their heart the truth, so they just kept going. They weren't fighting a battle with guns or knives or with force against other people. They were just fighting the battle to keep going in the direction that they knew that they were supposed to go, that spirit was guiding them, that their higher self was telling them that they were supposed to bring this to light, to earth, to humanity, to further along the process and the progress of our constant and ever-changing evolution. So yeah, I woke up the next morning and even kind of before I fell back asleep, because I went back to sleep after the download from them about rebellion. And I woke up the next morning with such a different attitude about myself. If, like, and heal, feeling healed, and like not feeling like I'm like, there's this part of me that's such a bad person, like this attribute that I was, that was so bad. I see how it's served me in such amazing ways when I have used it in proper ways. And I talk about that in the second episode about shadow self, is it can serve you and it will serve you. And now I can be more conscious even more so, even though I feel like I've grown out of the rebelling just to rebel, but now I can be even more consciously aware of how to channel this energy and channel this parts of me properly and continuing to not believe everything I am told because they said that that's the way it is and using my rebellion to expand my mind, to ask questions to find answers, and to keep looking for other truths and other angles and other perceptions and be consciously aware and awake. What I do think is interesting through this um, quarantine and COVID is a lot of people are talking about conspiracy theories and everyone's fighting with each other on social media, which is very exhausting to read. (laughs) And I just kind of checked out of it a little bit, to be honest, because I can't do that with everybody all the time. But, you know, conspiracy theories have been just, like, running rampant. And I've loved conspiracy theories. I've always been, like, a closet conspiracy theorist. And it's the same thing as my rebellion. I just—I don't adopt everything that they that they say even. I don't believe everything that they say even. But I do believe there's some truth in certain conspiracy theories. I don't think I'll ever jump on board to the one that the earth is flat. I I just can't stand behind that one. Um, But I'm just going to say this. The conspiracy theories that get shut down the fastest are the ones you should be paying attention to. The ones that they censor the most are the ones you should be paying attention to. And that is the place you will find some truth. It is late. I am tired. I'm emotionally exhausted. So I'm going to let you go. I will talk with you all soon. And have a wonderful morning, noon, night, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Take care. Be safe. Peace and love.